Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com. We've done your homework. On the Bechdel cast, the questions asked if movies have women in them. Are all their discussions just boyfriends and husbands, or do they have individualism? The patriarchy's effing vast. Start changing it with the Bechdel cast. Smash! No, familia! Welcome to the Bechdel cast. That was a close one. Oh wow, we oh. we are sure are fast. We're fully already. Uh, yeah, we're the fast and the feminist, more like. Ha 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 wow. ha ha. New T-shirt. <laughs> My name is Jamie Loftus. My name's Caitlin Durante. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Bechtel Cast, our show about cars. <laughs> This is uh, basically car talk today. Yeah, I drive, not to brag, a Toyota Prius from 2010. I don't have a driver's license. Beep, beep. <laughs> What's up? So what we really do is talk about movies from a, a feminist perspective and discuss how a movie treats and, and represents women. So this is our Fast and the Furious episode. <laughs> It has been requested quite a bit before. We're lining this up with the release of feminist text Hobbs and Shaw, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm I'm so I'm so excited to dig into it. And to be clear, this is about the Fast and the Furious (parentheses 2001), the first installment in the franchise, because at least four of the eight movies have basically the same title, and it's confusing. We're talking about the first movie yes and then our very well-informed guest uh will give us some insight into subsequent installments indeed tokyo drift anyone uh haven't seen it beep, beep. i don't know <laughs> and for those who are perhaps new to the podcast uh we use the Bechtel test mm-hmm. as a jumping off point to initiate a larger conversation about overall representation of women and the Bechtel test of course is a media metric created by cartoonist Ellison Bechtel mm-hmm. that uh, requires that a movie or an entire franchise mm-hmm. must have two named female identifying characters who speak to each other about something other than a man. Oh, here's an example, right? Mm. Ready? 
Hi, Caitlin. Hi, Jamie. Beep, beep. Who's there? <laughs> <laughs> and that passed the Bechdel test. <laughs> but what it if... It passes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're doing good. Yeah. Um, without much further ado, I say we introduce our guest. I think, yeah, she really is the authority mm-hmm. here. Indeed, indeed. Uh, she is an artist. She is the owner of Junior High, a feminist art space right here in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. Uh, and you know her from our Josie and the Pussycats episode. It's Faye Orlove. Hi. Beep, beep, y'all. Beep, beep. <laughs> honk, honk. I don't think they honk once in the movie. Why aren't they? Why? Mm. It's already such a loud movie. They may as well honk. <laughs> Is yeah. that like bad form? I don't know much about street racing. You didn't learn everything you to needed hunt? to know from those <laughs> ninety minutes. There was, there was street racing in my hometown uh, between the Burger King and the high school. Oh, how many miles Thursday is that? About a quarter mile. It's about a quarter mile. That's a quarter mile. Yeah. So you've been living a quarter mile at a time since high school. <laughs> that monologue is wild. He's like, I don't give a fuck about anything. I don't Except care about my family or girlfriend. Those ten seconds <laughs> that makes me feel alive. And you're like, Holy also, shit. we should mention that Faye drove up here on her motorcycle. Oh, my crotch rocket, as referred to <laughs> in the film, lovingly. I think. Beep beep, y'all. <laughs> beep beep. I don't know if it. Oh, it does have a horn. I think. Does it? Yeah. Oh, why is he for oh, safety? No one's using their horns enough. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you didn't have a license. I thought you were. Uh, just poor. There. Well, it can't. Can it be both? <laughs> there. I'm a complex female character. <laughs> I was really trying to kind of put no, you in a box. Faye, what is your relationship with this movie and then the whole Fast and Furious franchise? Yes, these are my favorite movies of all time. Okay. Um, that's where my relationship begins. Uh-huh. No, I guess I've always loved them. And then my college roommate, shout out Katie. It turned out she loved them, too. Okay. It was just a real moment when we realized that um, we had these in common. And as they came out, we would see them together, and we developed a drinking game uh, to them that does have to somewhat adapt per... I did not play it uh, this morning when I rewatched Fast and Furious at around 9 a.m. You did not drink? I did not, but it actually is a little bit more applicable to the later movies. I did realize upon rewatch of this first one, which I normally skip in my rewatch, that um, it harshly did not pass the Bechdel test. Well, I have a case for it passing, but we'll we'll save it. We'll we'll save it to the end. Um. I'm curious because I was very unpleasantly surprised upon my rewatch. Um, but I like what you said towards the beginning that maybe we can sort of analyze these movies franchise-wide because mm-hmm. I do think they develop a stronger ethos, well, skipping Tokyo, but two and three and onward. Okay. That I do find them way more feminist-driven. Interesting. Did you yeah. did you see these movies like in theaters growing up and yes. stuff like that? Okay. Yes. I do think I went home after the first one and told my mom I wanted a thong after seeing... <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez emerge from a very low, from low a, car. A, a, oh, from a, I was going to say from a thong-shaped egg. <laughs> yeah, she, she hatched. <sighs> okay, so you're you're our resident expert yes. on this franchise. What's your what's your history? My history, I saw the first movie in 2000, probably two. Uh, I was in high school, probably like a sophomore or junior, and I 
did not feel compelled to see any of the other ones after that or rewatch that movie at any point. Don't get me wrong. I like a lot of toxic male-driven franchises. Indiana it's Jones. It's sort of my thing, anyway. <laughs> unfortunately. There is nothing about these movies that... I hate cars. You know, they're like, oh, the turbo and the nitrous and the... Uh, it's the called basic Nas. It's the Nas. Nas. Which is also an energy drink that I was really into in college. And so for a while, I'm like, are they straight up putting monster energy beverage in the <laughs> Essentially, cars? without they're... getting too scientific, yes. Have you ever had a Nas? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> well, I was actually shocked you didn't supply some as I walked in. There, I I should have gotten a can of Nas for this episode, but there mm. that is an existing. I was, you know, I'm a lady must watch her figure because uh, society be like that. But I, so I was a diet Nas gal. <laughs> you were. Not. Let's keep it classy. Uh, I've never heard of this Nas. Beverage. It is essentially jet fuel okay. that you put into your body. But anyway, so yeah, I, I something about this franchise just does not appeal to me at all. So I've I've seen the first one. I rewatched it obviously to prep for this episode, and then I started to watch Too Fast, Too Furious just to see how f- I intended to get as far into the franchise as I could, just to have some more informed. And, and opinions. you got to two. Sure. I got halfway through Too got Fast, it. Too Furious, and okay. then had to stop. <laughs> so sure. that's my relationship with this franchise jamie what about you uh well i would say that i have seen only tokyo drift (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that one is like the one that isn't even like canon i know it's like isn't that like a prequel or something that's when they have the 40 year old playing a high schooler yeah i liked that one it's a good movie (laughs) but it's like not it has nothing to do with anything i saw i saw that at a drive-thru um (laughs) there i mean again appropriate Exactly. Yeah, we were all honk honk and beep beeping. Uh, there. Yeah, I mean, this is like a franchise that is not my genre really at all. I also like have a little bit of noise sensitivity, and I was just like, I just can't. Like, it's even hard for me to see like a Star Wars movie in the theater because it's so loud. Mm. And this movie, even on my humble Roku TV was so very loud. It oh, is yes. the- I feel like that they probably have some sort of warning on Diet Nas for noise sensitivity. Right. <laughs> it's just like there I don't know. Yeah, it was just never my thing. I mean, everyone I grew up with saw all of them, so I f- it's like one of those franchises that even though I wasn't really engaged in it, I felt like I saw them all because everyone would be so excited about it. But I mean, this is a huge it's Universal's highest grossing franchise. There are it's it's eight worth... movies now, including Hobbs and Shaw. There's I think Fast and Furious nine coming out in 2020. Like they've grossed they over keep... four billion dollars. Like it's it is it is a huge. I think about franchise. two billion of that is just for me alone. <laughs> You're a very wealthy woman, I, and I like to spend it on. You're in literally a, a golden rolly chair right now. <laughs> But yeah, so I, I this was my, I think my first time seeing this movie, at least paying attention to it, and oh man, there's mm. just it, there's just so much happening. Oh boy, there's so much, you know, and it's like I really love the power of the first time you see a woman on screen, she is making a sandwich for a man. And I think that that is really that's my feminism. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is also <laughs> one of the many movies that came out like a few months before 9-11 and uh. it shows like there's, <laughs> Where there's is we've, this covered, going? We've, well, we've covered so many movies that come out like right before 9-11 and it's always it's kind of like a weird mix 
of of genres but this movie came out in the summer of 2001 and it's just i mean truly based strictly on the fact that after 9-11 movies were not fun for a while you, you didn't get a, a good romp for a while and this movie is so like truck size plot holes like but that's <laughs> not that's not what it's for right it's just supposed to be like a fun movie that you're not supposed to be thinking about whether it makes sense or not which is a very like pre 9-11 or just in general kind of like a 90s Mm. uh, we we just recorded an episode on Independence Day where it's like that movie the stakes are deathly high and yet it is like this fun goofy movie (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, I, I, I must have never this. fully processed 9-11 then because I <laughs> I live my life for fast cars and fast women. Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, a quarter mile at a time. Well, <laughs> yeah, like, Cause obviously. Because <laughs> without saying. Uh, should I just dive right into the recap? Should I I'm zoom into this? I'm dying to hear your recap <laughs> of <right>. this film. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, get, get, so all you listeners... Get revved up. Yeah. Put your car into neutral and then forward. Yeah. Slam on the brakes. Er. I don't know. The gas. (laughs) I know how to drive. We're really playing to uh, flip up that weird red switch that every car in these movies has that turns on the knob. (laughs) Turn up your boom box that's in the car and turn on your green hacker lights. Oh, yeah. Uh, There's a hacker in this movie. We're really really playing to female stereotypes of not knowing what a car is. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) What? Anyways, (laughs) proceed. We open. We see three black cars robbing a tractor trailer truck that's carrying a bunch of electronics. DVDs. DVDs. DVD players. The heist of this movie, the the stakes are DVD players. Yes. And that is so 2001. So that's that's very pre 9 11. Personally, that's as high as the stakes get. So DVD player crime. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't believe it, but the black cars they're driving around. They're fast and they're furious. They're so mad. They're, I, I would agree with so that quick. characterization. <laughs> but they're also feminist, which is not included in the title. Mm-mm, they're no. fast, they're furious, they're feminist. <laughs> now we cut to Brian. That's Paul Walker's character. Mm-hmm. He is driving mm-hmm. a green car. He's fast. He's furious. He's, but he's about hot. what? We don't know. <laughs> he does say, oh, shit. He does. And, and then I'm we're like, like why oh. are you mad? Yeah. I don't know what happened. He's furious. Yeah. He is trying to flirt with a woman named Mia. That's Jordana Brewster. Yes. Of Deb's fame. Of Deb's fame. The sandwich making fame as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. An icon in crustless tuna sandwiches. Women be making sandwiches. Yeah, for Paul Walker. (laughs) And also it's not... Like, it's like a weird, uh, like, grocery store. It's not even, like, a restaurant. It, it looks like, like a, a bar, bodega. but they sell, I thought it was a bar. like, market items. Yeah. yeah. Asked the bartender like a to make you a tuna sandwich. Where this woman's making tuna It's obviously sandwich. a front for the crimes everyone is committing. Yeah, the DVD player eyes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But she's still Maybe. running the business by herself. Like and she, she does have a name in the first scene. Which she is cool. She, she does have a name they in name the first her. scene. Just to set the bar where this franchise is about at for me, it's just like, well, at least she's getting paid for this. At least it's. <laughs> I not think it's like, like a family business. So I don't think she's. It's called Toretto's, which yeah. is Toretto's is her last name. name, right? She. I mean, I'm like, at least she's at work, <laughs> and it's not just like some random guy being like, "Make me a sandwich," and she's like, "Okay, crust or no crust." <laughs> No crust. Yeah. 
She is the sister of Dom Toretto, Vin Diesel. And heard of him? He is an important fast car boy. And he and his buddies... <laughs> he room rooms better than anyone in this yes, town. he certainly does. He and his buddies show up to the bodega again (laughs) we don't know uh what it is and you wouldn't believe it but all of them are fast and furious too we meet letty that's michelle rodriguez she is dom's girlfriend we meet vince he's got anger issues leon and then jesse is the hacker (laughs) he's a hacker who comes and he's so he's like dom i'm so fucked up i don't know what to do (laughs) he's just like the he's i don't understand i think it's funny because i don't fully understand jesse's character and also multiple people in the movie don't seem to know what jesse's role is and everything they're like why is he around and dom's just like he's my friend and i was like he's gone I guess that's relatable of just like one one guy who you're just like, why is he here all the time? Does anyone like him? And they're like, and then one guy is just like, leave him the fuck alone. You're like, okay, Jesus. I guess Jesse's our friend. <laughs> is that some of the characters are described as being they just sort of showed up one day and then never left. Two of them, literally <laughs> two of the main characters. Yeah. <laughs> like the way, isn't that the scene with Brian and Mia where yeah, they're like Brian's date. trying to? It's I mean, it suggests he's doing it for his job, but it's also just exposition. And yeah, Mia gives him non-answers. She's like, well, we all just sort of lived in the same neighborhood, and some people just got to want in and anyways 25 years later here we are it is weird because they're so against paul walker brian coming into the group yet it seems like the rest of them did sort of just waltz in is he not just the latest rando the yeah. hottest guy they're threatened by oh uh, maybe that's something it. to something to ponder True. maybe they're like okay these frosty tips too far <laughs> those glacier blue eyes <laughs> can't look away so vince in particular is upset that brian is hanging around and they get in a fist fight he's wearing a mesh shirt Mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. and then dom is like don't come around here again vince says what's up with this fool he's sandwich crazy or something (laughs) another great line there's a lot of good lines crazy the greatest (laughs) of insults an incredible burn (laughs) (laughs) then brian enters into a street race Dom is also there to race Mr. Firefest himself, a.k.a. Jaw Rule. Jaw's there. Jaw's, you know, dreaming up a scam mm-hmm. in real time. <laughs> Billy's 10 years old at this point. Yeah. I mean, he but Jaw's texting him. hand just straight up on a boob. I he, think. Yes. Yeah. That a consensually. Woman puts consensually. There. She is empowered. She is the one who puts his hand on her boob. Yes. So, so she just, that's just like a thing where she just regrets that later on. <laughs> Yes. Come right. fire fest. Right. Come yes. fire fest. I mm-hmm. mean, come fire fest. We all really had to reckon with ourselves. With our feelings about Jaru. <laughs> and Water Bottle. I think it's maybe the one good thing about the fact that Jaw Rule was the musician implicated in Firefest was there's like so few Jaw Rule stands that no one was like, <laughs> no. Like everyone was pretty willing to be like, well, I guess there's not that really loud song at the end of the Fast and the Furious <laughs> one. I know. No one was like, but he makes such good music. <laughs> Yeah, there's no art versus. There's no defending art the, art. the artist <laughs> of a jaw ja rule. So that's you know that's at least something. So they're all gathering for this race. Uh, this guy Johnny Tran is also there. Mm-hmm. The race happens. Wow. It's pretty touch and go for a while, but eventually Dom beats out Brian. Trouble is, Brian bet his car. But before Dom can collect this new car that he now owns, the cops show up and chase down everyone, and they chase down Dom on foot, but 
Paul Walker, Brian, swoops in. Has his back. Picks him up and gets him away from the cops. Then Johnny Tran and some fast motorcycle boys show up. And they shoot up Brian's car. And he's like, no, that was my fast and furious car. That's That's a direct quote. (laughs) So then he and Dom get back to Dom's place. And Dom trusts Brian now because he saved him from getting arrested. It's also implied that they walked 20 miles. But then you see them getting out of a cab. Yeah. So I don't know how far they walked and how far the cab ride was. <laughs> Unclear. I, I don't know. Everyone's ladies. ladies. In it doesn't room. matter. They're- <laughs> <laughs> they were 20 it miles from house. <laughs> um, but Dom's buds, especially Vince, still are like, we don't know this guy. We don't trust him. And to be fair, they are right not to trust him <laughs> because true. the he's, big reveal happens. He's a cop. He is a cop. He's but a cop. are they right? Well, because... Well, He's a good guy. I mean, I think that that's one of the many fallacies of this movie. (laughs) Undercover cops, actually, your friend. Yeah. (laughs) So Brian has gone undercover using his same first name, but different last name. (laughs) In the street racing world, because the cops, the FBI, think that the people who are hijacking the trucks full of DVD players are street racers also. And this is where we realized that Fast and the Furious is basically Point Break, but with racing instead of surfing. Oh. I haven't seen Point Break, so stop right there (laughs) with the references. (laughs) Just stop it. Jeez. (laughs) Anywho, so back undercover, Brian brings a car to Dom's place since he owes him a fast car. Uh, 10 second car. I love it. The 10 second car thing. (laughs) That whole like thing, I was just like, I don't understand how men bond with each other. But I'm I'm glad that they do. I like that. I feel like this movie is like relatively strong with like male fr- male friendships, which I think we oh. should see more in movies. Yes. Uh, but the way that they do it, I'm just like, I, is this how that happens? Like, I think the- I know you a 10 second car. I'm like, just say I care about you. Like, <laughs> <they're>, <laughs> we don't need to speak in this code, right? <laughs> Uh, and then they all have a cookout together. Brian's really getting into this friend group. And he asks out Mia, who says no at first. She's like, I don't date my brother's friends. Until two minutes later when Until, she does. Well, then, because she's trying to piss off Vince. Uh, and she's like, I'll go out with you to the restaurant that Vince wants to take me to. I will say I liked that. That, I mean, that was. I mean, that's your kind of with, woman with my with, with my with. There's a few moments with the female characters here that I'm like that really appeals to my like bitterness. My <laughs> note, <laughs> but thank you so much for acknowledging it and really making it more visible. Um, visibility is critical. Uh, but like, this is like sort of the tail end of like girl power kind of characters, which I think that like Letty and Mia in certain moments are meant to fall into. Yeah. And even though it's like, no, that's not how that, but there is still like that tiny, like 90s girl power chip that was put in my brain by the Spice Girls specifically. Sure. Uh, Although that, that lasts like, for a while longer and even it keeps to some movies. Today. today yeah like well it's just like the cheap 
corporate fit. Like, oh, yeah. you're you're a good woman as long as you you know purchase this soap or whatever. But <laughs> I liked I liked that moment with Mia being like, I'm not gonna go on a date with you. You're wearing a mesh shirt. I'm gonna go on a date with Frosty Tips. And I was like, <laughs> All right, well she's gotta go on a date with someone. She's right. also she's washing dishes the whole she time. She's washing dishes, oh. and she has also cooked that she's entire cooked meal, meal for them. Yep. So this pisses off Vince even more, and he already hates Brian enough. Ugh. So the next day, their fast boyfriend Hector comes into the auto shop that Brian works at and buys a bunch of parts for three Honda Civics, which is the same make and model of the cars that have been hijacking the trucks. Now, Hector's fast, but I wouldn't say that he's furious. He's a pretty agreeable, nice guy. Yeah. He's the fast and the friendly. Aw. Yeah. (laughs) T-shirt idea. Yeah. Another. (laughs) So Brian breaks into Hector's garage but he sees that they're not the same car so he's like okay they're not the hijackers right but just then vince finds him knocks him out and then vince and dom are like hey brian you seem like a cop and he's like oh no i'm not (laughs) and then he makes up a story and then they go and break into look at my hair would a cop have have this hair hair this bad His arguments are very weak, but they they're like, okay. What do you what do you wear? T shirts as baggy as mine? <laughs> no, a cop wouldn't do that. I listen to Jaw Rule. How could I be a cop? <laughs> <laughs> so then they all go to Johnny Tran's garage and they mm. see a bunch of boxes of DVD players. <gasps> so that's gotta be like four hundred dollars worth of <laughs> DVD players. Your stomach drops when you see the DVD players. You're like, now I thought the stakes were high. <laughs> well, that's the, like you can buy a DVD player now for like thirty dollars. In two thousand one, DVD players lot. were so expensive. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I guess it makes yeah, sense. My but... my family paid off our DVD player in installments. Because <laughs> like just to... rob one. We should have just gone to Johnny Tran's garage. <laughs> yeah, but we paid it off over like 18 months <laughs> they were very pricey They're yeah expensive, yeah uh so now brian suspects that johnny tran and his team are the hijackers but he's like there's not enough evidence but the fbi moves in on them anyway and it turns out that johnny tran and his fast boys are not actually the hijackers i love that you're no. all fast boys. They're fast boys what do you mean yeah <laughs> Um, I mean, we're not, we're certainly not about to call them the slow boys. I mean, yeah. They're fast. You're right. They're fast. I shouldn't have brought it up. Fast, furious, friendly, feminist. (laughs) Okay, so now one of Brian's cop friends is like, Brian, Dom, and his fast boys are the hijackers, you dummy. And Paul Walker's like, no, he's my friend. He's my friend. We had so many intense conversations. <laughs> about Nas. On those, tw- yeah, on, about the energy drink that we put in our gas tank. <laughs> but Brian goes to Dom and he's like, hey, whatever you're doing, I want in on it. So Dom tells him to go to the race wars, and then if he does well there, they'll talk about. Also, what are we going to drain? It sounds, I and mean, we should just acknowledge that. We're going to be saying race, race wars, wars a lot. And it will not pertain to it's any sort of racial division. It doesn't sound like no, it's what just it, a it's going to sound like. Right. I like, I straightened. I was like, I know. I was oh. like oh, that's what you're calling it. Vin Diesel yeah. was like, let's go down to the race wars. And you're just like, where is this oh. going? But of course, it's the Fast and the Furious. So it's just going somewhere completely stupid. And they're the going desert, to the desert. There. <laughs> I think they're going to Coachella. They're just going I mean, They say Coachella. They, they do. They're, so they're just going to a Fast and Furious location. Yes. Uh, but it is called the Race Wars, and 
Sure. Yeah. Maybe in the new one, they'll be like, uh, we're doing this big event. It's called uh, the Gender Wars. <laughs> and it does not have <laughs> anything to do. Has nothing with... to do with gender. It's just what we're calling we're going this going to the, the, the genocide wars. It's actually yeah. just us racing each it's other. It's just but... us, like, hanging out and uh, driving our cars really yeah. fast. Uh, so they're at the race wars. Yes. <laughs> and Brian takes his, like, newly pimped out car there. Mm-hmm. But then Dom leaves abruptly with his team to go pull another job. So Brian goes up to Mia and he's like, hey, I'm a cop. We got to go. I like Mia's reaction because she's like, man. And like yeah. She's just like, are you serious? <laughs> like, she's just pissed. And I'm like, I, I'm also exhausted with Dom, Paul Walker like, at this point. Would you, I mean, would you rather date a cop or an illegal street racer? I just yeah. think Mia can do j- better in general. Oh, sure. Yeah, I think that she, like, she's, I mean, she's, you know, Jordana Brewster is like 20, 21 when this is filmed. Mm. So it's like, you know, she's just sort of, she's, she's, maybe this is her gap year. We don't know. Also notice <laughs> in the party scene when mm-hmm. she comes in and sort of breaks up a fight and tells us, uh, like, Paul or Brian, come get me a drink, wants to kind of split it up. Uh, she just grabs it, a, a Snapple. She, she does. does. So she's got good sensibilities. She she doesn't drink, you right? Know? No. Well, because she drives him home then. So she hasn't been drinking and driving. She's That's been good. chugging a snapple all yeah. night. Yeah, she yeah. probably knows some facts. Um, yeah, I mean, I think in two thousand one there were facts. Still. There were facts. Yeah. There, yeah. there. It is so funny. Like the the snapple. Like there is so much. I love blockbuster product placement because it is completely unsubtle. Like I don't know if Nas was if Nas was an energy drink back in two thousand one. Holy shit. Like, that's if, like, unobtainium was called, like, diet Sprite. Like, they're just like, we can't let anyone get their hand on the diet Sprite, the most important thing in the world. <laughs> like, they're, so there, there is another, I, I have a few listed that we'll, well, we'll get to. Snapple. Also, um, just to set the record straight, Corona is not yes. a sponsor. Really? Vin just loves Corona. Huh. That was, wow. that was an artistic choice. Wow. Incredible. I mean, Vin, it controversial worked, I mean, I almost only drink Corona these days if I'm getting like a cheap beer because of it. Because of it? Because it's a drink of Familia. Sure. I like I want (laughs) to pop that top and know that I'm supported by my family and friends. It's true. You're right. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. We keep doing movies with you that have a bunch of product placement. Remember Remember the Tidy Cats discussion? The Tidy Cats discussion. Josie is like. There's no more movie yeah. that has more <laughs> product, more target recognition. Anyway, so so Brian's like, hey, Mia, I'm a cop. I'm undercover. We got to go help out Dom and the Fast Boys. And she's like, oh, shit. Okay. Because, okay. and then on the other side, like, Letty is having, like, there's that great scene where they're pulling off this last heist. And Vin is like, it's all good. I had a dream that we went to Mexico at the beach. and. Yeah. Michelle Rodriguez is like, okay, like I still, there's three different characters that are like, I don't know, like, I don't know, Dom, this doesn't feel right. I don't know if we should do this. And it's, and, and turns out they are correct. They're correct Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. everything goes wrong. Never doubt a fast boy's intuition. Right. Another Uh, shirt idea. (laughs) (laughs) The guy who's driving the truck uh, that they're trying to steal from has a, a shotgun Shit's falling apart. Letty crashes. Uh, Vin gets stuck to the truck. So then Brian and Mia catch up with them. They save Vin, so he's badly injured. So then Brian makes a call right in front of Dom, and he's like, Hi, it's Officer Brian. Please (laughs) send help. And then Dom is like, Why I oughta? 
The way he looks at him. I mean, my heart breaks. It shatters. He, it, the, was, that's his bro. The, he trusted him. Yeah. And now he can't trust he him anymore. He asked him point blank, are you a cop? He mm-hmm. said no. And then they He just, never says no. He just, he's oh, yeah. just he sort True. of skirts around that's it. Actually so really actually. Uh, how much I love Paul Walker. Uh, you don't yes. have you don't have to convince me. I just the, the heartbreak I feel when it comes to Vin Diesel and the way his eyes just look at Paul. Sparkle. I know. Sparkle. Just drains right out. Yeah. Um, no, I mean their friendship, I mean I'm excited to talk about oh, it. Yes. Yeah. So now we're back at Dom's house. Brian shows up because he has confirmed that his new BFF Dom is a criminal. And they're yelling at each other. They're pointing guns at each other. You might even say they're furious. They're so mad. <laughs> the fast and the so mad. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jesse shows up who had like taken off because he lost a race earlier against Johnny Tran. He's like, I don't know what to do. And then Johnny Tran shows up and shoots Jesse, which we don't deal with at all in the story. The movie it's just It's almost ends. just like, why did it? no one in the movie knows why Jesse was included? <laughs> He's killed. It's just like, why remove Jesse from the movie? Well, he's the inciting incident for Vin then to run off and chase Johnny Tran and then kill him. Oh, to be more furious. Right. So that's true. So so Brian. Because it's kind of showing more of his loyalty. The, yeah, overlaying thread with all of these movies, and I think a big reason why I love them so much is like loyalty and friendship. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not. It's beautiful. (laughs) The fast and the friendship. Friendship. Friendship and fury. Yeah. Oh, no, yours was better. Fast, yours was better. The fast and the friend. Yeah, the fast and the friend. Friendliest friendships. Yeah. The fast and the family friendships. <laughs> familia, fast and familia. <laughs> so right then, Dom and Brian go after Johnny Tran and his cousin, and they like stop them. But then they're like, we should race each other one last time, and they do it. And who wins? I'm not sure can't tell Mm -hmm. but there's a train that almost hits him and then dom crashes and he's like i gotta get away the cops are coming and then brian is like hey i still owe you a 10 second car so he gives him his car he gets away and he's a bad cop because he didn't arrest the criminal no because but but in his defense him and the criminal are friends they're friends friendship is more important than laws right so that's this moral of this story which uh you know often true often true (laughs) Let's take a quick break and then we'll come right back. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. 
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. We're back. (laughs) (laughs) That was a boat. Do they ever ride boats, Faye? In your professional opinion? Um, 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 no, but um, you should watch The Italian Job. What about a train? There's a lot of train-related scenes, but they're never directly driving the train. But there's like cars on a train that they have to get off a train. They're alongside trains. <sighs> the The physics get... It's kind of funny to look back and realize it started with DVD players because towards the end, it is like matters of national security. They <laughs> There's literally like a, a entity called God's Eye that can overlook every single human and what they're doing. Wow. And you're like, oh yeah, you just robbed some DVD players. <laughs> and now you're... You gotta raise the stakes from movie to movie. They mm-hmm. get raised so exponentially. I'm like, what is Nine gonna be? like that's all i think about <laughs> i mean the whole solar system is at stake i honestly you're you're kidding but i wouldn't be surprised if they go to space like <laughs> something is gonna be insane. i mean spaceships are fast and probably furious I, so. there's yeah. gonna be some sort of space war oh, wow from yeah. race war to space war the fast <laughs> and the furious journey wow they should get you writing me i don't know if they started 10 but maybe this sa- this they same- would never let a woman write these movies yeah let's be i'm the- actually kind of curious the-, the same man has written at least six of them a few get kind of wonky and then they come back to the older director who's incredible oh okay I yeah, let me figure out the the writer of this movie, The Fast and the Furious, three credited writers, Gary Scott Thompson, Eric Bergquist, and David Ayer. It looks like David Ayer also wrote Suicide Squad and Bright. Yikes. Oh. Uh, all he's right. talented. Gary Scott Thompson also wrote Too Fast, Too Furious. It looks like there's a different man writing like the most recent ones. Okay, well, here you are just assuming gender. So here, really, that's on you. It is truly a man named Mark. <laughs> I, would not, I cannot tell a lie. A man named Mark writes the Fast and the Furious movies, and are you shocked? <laughs> uh, no. So where do we want to start here? I guess let's start with the female characters. That's a good place to start. <laughs> there are two, so it'll there, be quick. There are two. We'll just zip through this. Mm-hmm. Your cat, okay, it, it should be mentioned. Faye, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. have a cat named Letty. I do, a male cat. Well, both my cats are named after Fast and Furious characters. My girl cat is Dwayne the Cat Johnson. <laughs> um, she is, 
She's furious. She I'd say Letty's fast, Dwayne's furious. Oh, okay. That tracks with what I know. But um, yeah, no, it's so funny watching the movies now and just thinking about my cat instead of Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> but yeah, I, I can't overstate how much I love these movies. And I really kind of wish we watched like the third one or fourth because this one, they just get so good. I oh, mean, they get so good. maybe we'll do another episode and bring you back. We'll for see. The, we'll for I'm, when, I'm fully available. For when the next next one comes <laughs> yeah. out. There's yeah. always going to be a next one. Is Every one to two blessing years. Blessing in the curse of, yes. the fast, <laughs> of the Fast franchise. Well, they actually, I do think they're ending at 10 because they, they got like budgeted for Fast like, X. Otherwise, they're going to have to start paying Vin Diesel in like planets. <laughs> <laughs> like they make. That's what the Space so Wars is about. Yeah. That's the Space War one. That's the final one. Um, okay, let's talk about Mia. Let's start with Mia. Sure. She's the first female character that we really see on screen. She is Dom's sister. Yep. She manages the front business, sort of. I But it guess, seems yeah. like she kind of just makes food for whoever asks. Yeah. Is something we see her do a lot. She is fully a love interest character. Yep. She's Basically, in the story, I would argue just to make, you know, to like complicate Paul, like Paul Walker. There's so many times when Brian is talking to his fellow police officers and they're like, well, maybe if you didn't have such strong feelings for Mia, you'd be able to be a better cop. And I'm like, what if cops talk to each other like honor. that? He does. He, sho- he shoves a pervert. <laughs> he does. He shoves a pervert. But that he happens does. a lot. I'm thinking also uh, in like the rock uh not dwayne the rock johnson but the michael bay film the rock his wife Uh um where nicholas cage's girlfriend character everyone keeps telling nicholas cage like don't think about her you're just gonna get distracted and confused like where so this is kind of an example of a woman being present in the story as sort of an obstacle almost or like seen as being like you're clouding this man's judgment because of your feminine wiles or something another um part of jordana that i love or mia the character of mia is that throughout the the franchise she does go from having bangs to not having bangs and then back again which is a a huge female that is a journey um, what a character arc as a woman with a forehead i can't say i don't relate yeah as a woman with a forehead i've i've been there yeah and it really i mean does it directly i wish i wish okay one of the many reasons I wish that there was at least one credited female writer is if, you know, you could really work in story into the banks because if you're getting bangs, you're not in a good place. Yeah. Uh, especially mm-hmm. if I would, you know, like Jordana Bruiser, I prefer her without the bangs, but I would understand, you know, sometimes I bring out the bangs when I I'm feeling. I do see, you just got your bangs cut and they're pulled back right now. So are we? Because I'm you feeling were much better now. Okay. Because that did seem like a cry for help at the time. It, it definitely was. Yeah. And I, so, so, I mean, I just think if male writers understood women better, they could write to these bangs choices absolutely i think the bangs kind of tell their own story but you know teach their own (laughs) it's worth mentioning uh, i have sort of this lineup of of things that happen to main female characters later in the franchise Mm. i have not seen these movies but uh in the fifth movie the villain of whatever that one is threatens (laughs) threatens to have her raped and killed in the sixth movie she gets kidnapped and held as a prize for the men to retrieve and she eventually where are you just curious getting this information as someone who has not seen the movies like some wikipedia synopsis or something yeah okay yeah, I'm i was just, just curious 
hilarious. Just like, because she's not in all of them. She's in five of them. Yeah. Uh, but these are, I guess, in the later installments. It's weird. I, I mean, I'm interested in your opinion on this, too. Based on strictly the Wikipedia read, it would seem that the attitudes towards women, in fact, may get worse over time because I was I was pleasantly surprised that a blockbuster movie chose not to completely damsel mm. or like hold a woman as like collateral or to be rescued in the first movie but it seems like that happens a bunch later on uh-huh yes but yeah so with yeah. Mia um she is in the world of street racing sort of only on the periphery where she like hangs out with other street racers she mostly makes sandwiches for street but, right racers. she doesn't get to participate in any races we do see her driving fast on her date with brian but she's right. fairly passive it is later otherwise. you do learn later that she's an excellent driver okay. as well and sort of makes it a conscious choice not to be part of that world but um is more than like welcomed in it and she has like every capacity to be talented in that regard well that we do see her at the very end whenever brian has caught up to the final heist that's happening and she's behind the wheel most of the time of brian's car because he's trying to save vince and so she's doing some you know pretty complicated fast and furious driving yes so we see that she is competent, but and that like yeah, w- women are included in the climax of the movie. Like everyone is participating in the climax of the movie. There is a moment where they're like, "Letty is hurt." Just kidding, she's fine. And then she <laughs> sort of rejoins the action. But I thought that was cool that the two female characters that we have are at least included in at least one big action scene. They're sidelined, I think, a lot earlier in the oh, movie. Yeah. Um, and the way that all women are portrayed earlier in this movie is like, ah! uh, yeah. But it, it was cool that like the climactic scene, you know, it's not like Pacific Rim woman launched out of the scene, sure, never to be seen again. Yes, um, I would say though that this is another movie where a woman who is good at cars is shorthand for she's not like she's the cool. other yeah. girls. <laughs> she's down to earth. Because it's like, like she she's got a traditionally masculine skill, so that makes her cooler and more able true. to hang than I, other girls. I'm wondering if like the moment that you were possibly going to bring up, kind of making the campaign that this does pass the Bechdel test, is when Michelle Rodriguez to another woman who's hanging over Dom calls them skanks, yes. and then they say, "Okay, we'll back off," and that is a conversation, and that yeah. is not about a guy. But and do they have named? She is oh, named. No. Yes. She is oh. named. Okay, because so here's oh. what happens. As they're approaching Dom, he goes, "Hey Camille, hey Monica." <laughs> God damn it! So they're they're oh, named damn it Camille and Monica. But that is not the only woman named Monica in this movie. <laughs> I re- there's a different Monica with Ja Rule. Exactly. So like, I mean, I guess that that's. Are true we sure to Monica life. wasn't just recast? Is I it mean, the they're same? two different What's... actors. Yeah. Like it is so clearly like the screenwriters knew exactly one woman between the three of them named Monica, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh they were my drafting god, this what around the Lewinsky scandal." <laughs> <laughs> they're just like Monica. People Monica, love okay, Monica. Monica. Okay, evokes a and lot. And like, for okay, wait, we need. There's a. There's some more characters. So, uh, Monica, if you take away some of the letters, there's Mia. Okay, so <laughs> there's okay. Or another character's name is Mia, uh-huh. which is just sort of derivative I, I like from the Monica. Name Letty's a Letty's a wild card of Letitia's a name. Letitia's her Letitia. full name. Oh. Yeah, that's at least like a thoughtful name. I don't know. I think though that they were like, okay, uh, we took away some letters from Monica to make 
Mia, le- letters, le- le- Letty. <laughs> letters. That's, <laughs> that's how they came up with, that's how they came any up name for uh, with all the female characters' like, what names. could that possibly be short for? <laughs> and then uh, Letitia. Yes. Good, Sounds good, good. good. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so like the women go to cars. That. The most ex- egregious example of this that I think we've come across, at least on the podcast so far, is like the Megan Fox character in Transformers. Right. Uh, especially because like her interest in cars is so, it's like basically basically just used as an excuse to sexualize her yes yeah um like she's bending over the hood she's humping she's measuring the tailpipe my favorite sort of like portrayal of a woman who they give these sort of like masculine interests to and decide not to give them more of a personality or any sort of more development because they think oh she has like manly interest is um natalie portman in the first thor movie when like two times she goes i'm an astrophysicist and absolutely (laughs) no other uh like (laughs) that's all we know yeah it's like but what more do we need to know she loves science she She loves the space wars it's such (laughs) yeah like those empty because it's like ultimately kind of like an empty gesture to do that and also like with the with and and mia is I, I mean, the way that women are dressed in this movie is very... Sexy, agreed. Very hot. Gorgeous. Uh, <laughs> inspirational. Like, they're dressed in very particular ways. And, like, I think Mia dresses on the more conservative side, which I think is supposed to be shorthand for, she's a good girl, she makes yeah. you the yeah. sandwich. As opposed <laughs> to if you're a woman who is at the street race, you are, like, a loose... You're probably named Monica, <laughs> yeah, and you all you are strictly there to hook up with whoever wins the race. Part of our, right. the drinking game that I briefly mentioned was you do drink anytime there's like a gratuitous ass shot. Oh, they God. get a little bit more in your face about it. Actually, I, I think as the films grow and, in my opinion, do become more feminist, they actually do gravitate towards just showing more butts. Okay, um, okay. which. Mm, I haven't really grappled with. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's possible for maybe something to both progress and regress at the same time. Thank you for it's saying true. that. There are. <laughs> You're safe. It's fine. Safe space. Okay. It's good. But I'm like, is everything I know shattering? When you really think <laughs> about it, maybe. Oh God. Maybe the. I mean, this is a big part of my life. Like. I don't I'm not we haven't you know enrolled. what feminism is a conversation and it's I a don't construct. I think part of this this podcast mm-hmm. and feminist discussion is you know a discourse mm-hmm. and there's there's no black and white true I'm not gonna get gray. you to call this <laughs> not feminist I won't leave uh, there, okay so there's like Mia's in the car I think that there is sort of a tendency for when a woman is presented as, like you were saying, like good at car, uh, she <laughs> she also has to present hyper feminine at the same time. Mm. Be- and if there's too much straddling of that line of like, you can't be good at car and present like more traditionally masculine. Right. Or like she does wear cargo pants. Being. Okay. But it's 2001. Everyone's wearing cargo pants. Yeah. And she is wearing them with a very high rise thong. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, yeah. We're talking about Letty, right? Yeah. Okay. No, I was talking about Mia. Oh, Oh, sorry. I was talking about Mia. Because I feel like Letty is the one who's like characteristically like into cars, like the the dude kind of girl. I like Letty's character better across the board. I feel like Mia is is very much a stock girlfriend character. She kind of remains that way, I will say. She becomes like a mom and a wife and it's like it's like good for her, but yeah, she's never really like the focus. Right. Like she's she's here for this movie to just keep Paul Walker in in this space. And like she's good at car for a second, which at least is paid off at the end when she needs to be. Mm-hmm. But 
I don't know. I d- the especially because it's like I love Jordana Brewster. Yeah, I wanted to have more fun stuff to do. Yeah, she she isn't given much, especially car type stuff, which is the focus of this movie. Right. Yeah. The 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 woman good at car thing in this movie, I would say, is not as egregious as like the Megan Fox Transformers thing because it doesn't feel tacked on and their interest hasn't been like overly sexualized but it does mean that like the women who know cars get to hang out with the fast boys and the women who don't know cars are the quote trophies who stand who are literally they're literally called trophy like yeah like dom picks up letty Letty and and you're my trophy you're like no Letty, we do see participate in a race, but Mia is really just there for Paul Walker to put his arm around and help wash some dishes and yeah, really. Yeah, it's kind of to show that he's like a good guy, really, because he totally. defends her. He helps with the dishes. He it's kind of shows his intentions too that he falls for her and not one of the girls at the not the one races. of the Fast and Furious girls. Yeah. Because those are beneath him. Yeah. And then Mia, like, Mia is also used to show what a quote-unquote bad guy that Vince is in this movie yeah. where he is very bossy towards her. He uses a gay slur at the beginning of the movie. He, yeah, like, he's just generally not, like, the good guy. He says at one point, like, whenever he sees uh, Brian washing dishes, he's yes, like, yes. Oh, wash my car, and then I'm going to put you in a dress and put you out on and the street, which is like, okay, that's like making... sex worker shaming? Or so- I don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> Vince is, I mean, Vince is all over the place, and, and the way he puts people down is very 2001. Right. Um, <laughs> what is he, into sandwiches? Yeah. What, they're sandwich crazy? <laughs> He's sandwich crazy or something? That's right. his whole vibe. That gave me goosebumps. Like, how dare he? I mean, that performance. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a performance where the shirt is doing more work than the man, perhaps. Even being mm-hmm. half a shirt, you know. It's, it's true. I mean, so that shirt was really shirt. putting in. <laughs> putting in it almost reminded me of Matthew Lillard's uh, mesh shirts and hackers. <laughs> And and SLC Punk, honestly. Lillard oh. rocked a mesh for a good six to seven years there. Feminist icon Matthew Lillard. <laughs> Matthew Lillard, True. love him. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Let's talk about Letty. She is my cat. She <laughs> is Faye's cat. How many nipples does your cat Letty have? Is oh it eight? my gosh. Um, uh, I think it's eight or six. Okay, sure. That yeah, sounds so about feminist, right. Feminist, definitely. Yeah, very feminist. For sure. yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's honestly doing laps around us. I don't know what the fuck well, we're doing over here. You're misgendered, my cat. Again. I, I'm sorry. I listen, I'm sorry. I'm still sorry. feminist. So. <laughs> Uh, Letty the character. Yes. I smell skanks alert. Oh. Uh, one of her there. I think Letty like I like Letty. I don't know. Faye. I mean, I'm sure you you understand this far better than I do. She dies in the franchise, but then it turns out she's not dead. OK, so are you just like spoiling everything for everyone or. <laughs> there, yes. Yeah, no, yeah. to be fair, they came out about 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, she does die and she does come back. OK, mm. so. I don't. I can't. I can't vouch for any of that. But in the first, in the first movie, I, I, I feel like she is like half stuff I like and half empty girl power tropey stuff mm. that I'm just like, ugh, man. We don't get to see her do any significant driving until the again horribly named race wars <laughs> scene, um, which is not until toward the end of act two we're like well into the movie before we see her do anything impressive and it's really in just one scene where a guy pulls up next to her he's like baby you should be watching from the side i don't want to get any exhaust on that pretty face and then she's like how about you put your money where your mouth is and he's like how about i race you for that sweet little ass and okay, then, I do love this scene. But then, <laughs> then she says, "If you want to ask, why don't you hit up Hollywood Boulevard, which is another I actually live sex on, worker on Hollywood, so I took offense to that. Thing. I mean, yeah. it, that was a direct dig at you. It <laughs> felt like it. And then, and then Michelle Rodriguez puts on the sunglasses mm-hmm. and and you're like, I think there's Holy a lot of nuance shit. to her performance. I really like Michelle Rodriguez's. I uh, love." Her. She's, I mean, I, I really enjoy her. Liam Neeson comments aside, which she retracted. So it's all good. Oh, I don't know about this. Uh, yeah, I mean, I look it up. It's not relevant to this discussion. Uh, but okay. anyway, she's, she's great. Yeah. Um, so she she's like, okay, I'll bet you $2,000 whoever wins this race. And then right. she wins. And we're supposed to be like, wee, girl power. I'm so empowered because a woman one which to be fair i am however 
However, but it has no narrative importance. Or no impact. narrative important, and and you can't just have one tiny glimpse of a woman's empowerment in a movie, and then have the rest of the movie showing women who are sidelined, objectified, like all that stuff. I'm sorry, Caitlin. Have you seen a blockbuster before? Of course, you can do that. Um, <laughs> you can, that's every right. movie I've I, ever seen in my whole life. I'm, I misspoke. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I, no, I do. I totally agree. I like. I really liked that scene, and that was like the whatever I guess that's the line of cheesy girl power stuff that I'm like okay that scene I like can handle and I I appreciate the gesture Mm -hmm. but it doesn't if you take that scene out of I'm glad it's there but if you took it out nothing about the movie would be different which just means that she's not you know given enough to do that makes her critical to the plot and then at the end during the climactic well i guess it's not even the climax because the climax is the race between dom and brian at the end with the train it gets so loud the the (laughs) sensitivity i had no idea (laughs) so loud the final, the heist, the final was, heist at the end. My volume was at 11 during the last scene. <laughs> I'm glad that, like, Letty is allowed to be a part of, like, the heist gang, I guess. Yeah. If you're going to have criminals, you might as well let a woman be a criminal, too. <laughs> and it is good that, like, I mean, I, I wish that we got to see her skill more in mm-hmm. the movie. But it is repeated by a bunch of different characters how how skilled she is and, like, what an important part of the group she is, even though we don't really, like, you yeah. don't see it that much in this movie, but it, yeah. I, I appreciate... But then she's the one who that. crashes, so it's like, all right, well, I mean, I guess it could have been anybody, but you gotta make the woman crash the car well, during the heist. certainly not gonna be Vin. Yeah. Right. Not or Leon, whoever the fuck that is. He, yeah, who is Leon? <laughs> I don't know. Which guy is that? He never comes back. He's the one who sort of looks like Vince, I couldn't tell them apart for the first like hour and 20 minutes of the movie, but he's like a nicer Vince, basically. Right. I And then also, Jesse, there's like that loose backstory for him where he's like a genius hacker and he's like, I could have gone to MIT, but I have ADD. Anyways, I'm a street racer now. And you're just like, I, this journey, <laughs> okay, yeah, fine. I, I mean, back to Letty. Yeah. She's Dom's trophy. He says it. Mm. She, a uh, hot list of things. And I'm like, man, mm. she deserves better. The whole like jealousy arc of I smell skanks. Right. It's very 2001 and just is like your boyfriend is flirting with these women. Be mad at him, not mad at the various Monicas. Um, so many Monicas. He just approached <laughs> Monicas. <laughs> the, the flock of Monicas <laughs> that Vin Diesel takes around with him wherever he goes. Um, I, th- I think that Letty, like she is objectified in some ways, but not in the same way that all the Monicas are. Sure. Um, the Monicas, I think, are the most egregious example of just complete, like, they're just framing I mean, them as set dressing. Like, yeah. so much male gaze, so many, like, lingering shots of the camera on women's butts and breasts. In and, the case, uh, like, the, in the costuming. Case of, in the case of Letty, though, I would argue that in their scenes together, Dom and Lenny are equally sexualized because there is some like, yes, she's wearing a tank top. Yes, her titties are all the way up. 
yes, we see her butt get grabbed in a shot, but we are also seeing uh, Vin's oily muscles. We're seeing his like shiny head. Like I feel like in those scenes, shiny head. Yes, I did say we're seeing his shiny head. Uh, (laughs) You just wait. You think you see shine now? Just wait until the rock gets involved. Oh my! Literally, part of the drinking game is just full down your beer anytime. He's the only one shiny. It's insane how sweaty he gets. Do they they mat other? I don't know. He is just glistening. They make a joke in one of the later movies that he is always just covered in baby oil. So it becomes referenced. It's how intense it is. I mean, and it's it's intense in the the first one too. So it was like, and there there is that one horny scene with Vin and Michelle, and Mm -hmm. they're fucking near a car because you can't resist. They're fast. They're furious. Um, And in that scene, I was like. They're both sexualized, and so f- that specific scene for me was kind of like, okay, I guess that was just like a hot blockbuster sex scene. Right, because, I mean, the target demographic of these movies are teen boys, boys. young men, the bo- boys of any age, really. Yeah. And, right, so it's like, well, we need an example of like a really fucking cool hot but like not too hot but hot <laughs> enough manly man who's sweaty Never too and hot. muscly Except paul walker who is too hot <sighs> too hot too furious <laughs> so yeah we like you know i guess they need to throw in an impressive man who the boys who these movies are targeted for can be like oh man he's so cool i want to be just like my boy vin diesel right yeah the whole first movie just like makes me hope more for letty in subsequent installments so Faye, how do you feel letty's character progresses do you like it do you not like it what are your what are your well, insights I'd- Definitely do like her character. She gets a lot more exposition. You get a lot more of like her and Vin's relationship. And I think he treats her really well. I don't think, I think it's like a very, they're on equal playing fields. They're both part of the team in the same capacity. And I think they're both like well respected. I didn't really think about in terms of like her being this like damsel that does need to be rescued because that's like the entire plot when she comes back to life basically but she still doesn't understand so she gets fridged and then unfridged she basically they fake her death to use her as a pawn against vin um so she gets like brainwashed so even Uh. while she is a damsel she's like this badass sort of super villain Mm -hmm. like so i guess i never really like thought of her that she is definitely like in a space to be rescued but she's not weak she's still the main character and like right i don't know so up for discussion but um does the movies does the franchise get any better in terms of like because so many shots of this movie are are just like sweeping shots of like women's bodies Mm -hmm. and like them being like framed as the trophies for the the cool fast boys who win the race does that get any better or is it still okay it does not that's just part of them that's i think from what i know about this world it's like somewhat a part of the culture but like there are moments where they become kind of more self-aware about it like when gal gadot becomes part of the cast because gal gadot becomes a part of the cast and she's like an incredible racer and she um there's a part where she like uses her sexuality to like her advantage like it becomes a little bit more like self-aware but i mean people go see the movies for like this fun romp and for the hot girls i mean there's a moment like about 70 minutes into the movie 
where people are spraying a woman's ass with a shower nozzle <laughs> and then she shakes her titties around while wearing a wet white tank top. Seems consensual. And <laughs> to Michelle Rodriguez's credit, in 2017, when Fate came out, mm-hmm. the Fate of the Furious, mm-hmm. the eighth one, she posted on Instagram the day that it was released on DVD. Very important oh, to the first callback. One. Uh, <laughs> she said, quote, The Fate of the Furious is out digitally today. I hope they decide to show some love to the women of the franchise in the next one. Or I might just have to say goodbye to a loved franchise. It's been a good ride, and I'm grateful for the opportunity the fans and studios have provided over the years. One love. Has there been a Fast and the Furious since The Fate of the Furious? No. So that yeah, that was was the last one. So I guess it kind of remains to be seen whether they will hear her on that, but she is in the next one. So hopefully that means that I mean even for for a franchise like this, even a small step and it seems like at the addition of like the Gal Gadot character and like letting Letty do more that they're edging in the right direction but I thought it was cool for like a major star to demand it yeah yeah and I will say for like the longevity of these movies or like in the canon of them every woman does appear to be in charge of her she makes a choice like Mm -hmm. no Mm -hmm. women seems forced into this yeah she has agency no woman is like Forced to be this like sideshow car skank or whatever. Yeah, it's like, like yeah. These these women are where they want to be, doing what they want to be doing. Mm-hmm. And there's, I think, a lot to say to that. There's like nothing feels like cringy to me when you're like this woman doesn't seem to have the ability to say no to her situation. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I hope that it's and it almost like seems like a kind of a clever screenwriting hack that's employed there where the women are like they do question things sometimes they have like somewhat realistic like Mia is really frustrated and deceived another fun uh, man deceives the object of his Uh, interest for the majority of the movie trope that we love uh but at least that yeah like they do have agency and they do ultimately make the choice am i gonna go with what either paul walker or vin diesel wants or not conveniently for the screenplay she usually chooses to do what the male protagonist wanted her to do anyways yes Yes. she's also doing so much mia's doing so much emotional labor throughout the whole movie because she's constantly breaking up fights and like having to deal with this creep Vince who likes her and then like trying to divert that away and like Dom's always like pissing people off so he's she's always like stop fighting and she's just doing a lot and it shouldn't the burden shouldn't be on her to have to do all this stuff but she's constantly just being like cut it out don't do that 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 continues and in fact it gets even like the labor she puts in is like more and more because she becomes like a wife and a mom and it's just like she's constantly pleading with them to not go into these dangerous situations where they are weirdly in charge of protecting the entire national security (laughs) oh my god i love how the stakes continue to rise insane (laughs) 
Well, they're the most fast and furious of all the people. They're the best to protect us. And it becomes clear. Okay. I have a quick update on the Michelle Rodriguez thing. There was some questions of whether she would appear in Fast and the Furious 9 that was resolved just a couple of weeks ago. They confirmed she is going to be in Fast 9, but she refused to sign her contract until they had signed a female screenwriter to the (gasps) movie. Oh, my God. Michelle Rodriguez. That is my cat. Isn't that the the best choice I ever made? Um, <laughs> so yeah, Slash Film reported that uh, she confirmed she will be back for Fast and the Furious Nine after holding out until a female screenwriter was brought on for the sequel. That means Universal has hired a female writer for this franchise for the first time ever. But as of now, the identity of this elusive female <laughs> screenwriter has not been announced. It's me, well, <laughs> Jamie. Congratulations! I'm not just breaking news. Not see that movie. It's me. I, I don't have a driver's license, but I'm writing Fast and the Furious Nine. <laughs> Let's just see if they pay them the same amount. Oh, <laughs> oh good point. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, shouts out to Michelle Rodriguez. Feminist icon, queer icon. Yes. We love her. Indeed. Uh, should we talk a little bit about the male friendship, the, the toxic masculinity that is present in the The film? homoerotic tension. The I homo- can see you skirting around it. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, I mean, it's palpable. The greasy boys are very close. <laughs> The looks they give each other. I think this might be like one of the gayest movies that exists. I mean, there's a lot <laughs> written about like the use of homoeroticism in. I mean, and it is empl- employed in action movies pretty frequently. And there's so many franchises that sort of play this. I mean, it is like queer baiting to an extent. It's not. I don't know. It's weird. Like in the Fast and the Furious, it's never what they're saying. It's just like how they're looking at each it's other and how they're interacting with each other while they're saying it. Mm-hmm. Like there is a way for Vin Diesel to make that, I would say, incredible monologue at the end about how he doesn't fucking care about anyone in his life <laughs> except his car. And his car is his wife. And <laughs> his wife. His, his wife. Yeah. Uh, his his car wife. And But like the way that him and Paul Walker are looking at each other through it, you're just like, oh, there's like, there is a connection here. Like yeah. the way, like male friendship, the male friendships are more important than the romantic oh, 100%. relationships. Yes. yes. And the movie cares more about the relationship between Brian and Vince and like reconciling yeah. that because like Brian starts off on on Vince's bad side and stays there for most of the movie but then when he saves him at the end and then calls in the helicopter to save his life like that's him being like oh finally like maybe Vince will like me now and the movie cares more about reconciling that relationship than it does about developing any of the female characters or ha- like any of those relationships yeah so there's there, that fun thing. it's uh, that's a tricky thing with this because there are like we haven't talked about a lot of things in this franchise that i think are generally good for the world it is one of the most diverse blockbuster yeah. franchises in existence that's really cool. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez is a woman of color, and she is like the female lead. Uh, she's a queer female of color, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, which was not known in two thousand and one, but still, I mean, yeah. that's cool. I do always like, and I don't know. I mean, Faye, you you'll know more about how like the male friendships develop. I wouldn't say that the male like that Brian and Dom's relationship is like healthy but there is 
you know, they're just mostly like, look at my pipes. Like they're, I can't, like, I can't say I love you. So I'm going to make you a 10 second car. Like there is that like weird repression in there. But I, I do appreciate when attention is given to male, male friendships. I, I enjoy that too. And I will say, and I think I talked about this a bit on our lord of the rings episode but i think there's a tendency to see a close male friendship in a movie and then automatically assign homoeroticism to it because i don't know if it's just because we're so used to not seeing positive male friendships in movies and it's like oh well if two men are close there must be some underlying homoeroticism there right which i you know may that may be true for some male friendships and it it isn't a lot of the time so i feel like i don't know i feel like it maybe does a disservice sometimes to be like two men who are close well then there's there's it's sexy no you're with that but i i in the case of this franchise (laughs) well i think it's pretty homoerotic i think also because these movies are so enveloped in vin diesel and he is a producer on them and he has such like a staunch say in what goes on in them and then you look at his off-screen relationship with paul walker and it's sort of like the most beautiful thing i've ever seen like he is just they're genuinely the best of friends vin diesel if you follow him on social media, he has an ongoing hashtag, Toretto Tuesday, where he posts a photo oh of him and Paul Walker together. He named his kid Pablo after him. Aww. He um, is constantly talking about how much he misses Paul Walker, who, I mean, I think every listener probably knows, but he did pass away a couple of years ago. Yeah. Like, everything Vin does seems to be a tribute to him, and I just think, like, it kind of makes me regret mentioning this like joke of homoeroticism because I genuinely think they were like brothers and I think that's explored in the movies and kind of I think a lot of my like perception of it is skewed by what I see outside of the movies but Mm -hmm. they just genuinely like their brotherhood is I think something we never get to see is Mm -hmm. two dudes that are just really good friends yeah and like really care about each other and I, I I could be mistaken I'm sure someone like in the comments will let me know but I do think they say they love each other in the movies I'm like almost 100 percent sure mm. good i mean like, yeah. hopefully at some point I'm like, yeah they've been together for 10 years and they're just like i'm gonna get you a 10 second car any day now yeah. <laughs> like, uh yeah i don't know i mean in general i think that it's it's good i think that i don't i mean uh, we we can't really speak to this because we're a bunch of straight ladies uh so uh, all of our queer listeners please like give us insights i think that there's elements of both employed and there are in a lot of this genre but in general i mean any example for like young men that like normalizes male male friendship yeah and it, it seems like this franchise does pretty well with that so yeah. yeah they don't shy away from it for like fear of maybe like being like perceived in some sort of I don't know it's the core concept of the movies is like brotherhood and I guess more like overall familia because I do think that the the women are just as uh important like plot wise and like development wise yeah so there's like a whole lot of butts but then there's <laughs> a whole lot of love wow does Vince die Vince yeah. Like that character, yeah, yeah, he's you don't he's not really he he's only in the first he, one. That's a relief. He, no, he's honestly. he's in a few more, but he's like by no means a vital character. Okay, you get ludicrous in the next I one, knew that. which yeah. 
him and then Tyrese are mm. they come into the team. Nice. Um, yeah, and then every every film has like this iconic like getting the team together montage, which is my favorite trope of any movie. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's those are good montages. Yes. yes, not all tropes are bad. Oh no, a, a montage is like my my kryptonite. Like. <laughs> Jamie, like you were saying, the diversity uh, in this yeah. movie, it's like Vin Diesel identifies as a person of color. He is, yeah. Um, there are some, I mean, this kind of struck me, where the, the first two groups that the FBI identifies as suspects of the hijackings are Hector's group, which are, I think, all Latinx men, mm. and then Johnny Tran's group, which are all Asian men. So it's like, oh, these people of color are the criminals, but I would also people say... people of color are also the heroes. The good guys who are also criminals. And I would argue that they're <laughs> first. But they're the heroes, they're the heroes though, because they're the shiniest ones. <laughs> that's how you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, uh, yeah, this is... Uh, I mean, considering so many franchises, so many action movies, and movies in general, are made up of almost entirely white people, this movie does do quite a bit better in terms of, you know, like racial diversity a mm-hmm. big like tenant of um van like producing these movies and i think why they do so well like internationally is he tries to get actors involved that are like really iconic in different countries so mm. like tokyo drift has i don't know the actor's name but the han is the character's name he's like a big japanese actor and when they get gal gadot she's israeli mm-hmm. and like I just like really commend him for his even I, I don't know maybe if his intentions are more like capitalistic and like box office numbers I want to think more of him and think like <laughs> he just like really embodies these kind of values of familia but <laughs> I could be giving him way too much credit and just be like such a sucker for these movies I can't see past I mean it. that sound it sounds generally right? good to me it seems like the cast of this movie for all like the fun drama clickbait that I've read about it <laughs> in general I mean it seems like they try to do right by each other I mean I'm still like super impressed by like Michelle Rodriguez using her platform like responsibly yeah. and to get other women work and I mean, what Vin Diesel, I mean, that sounds like it makes business sense and kind of helps everyone. Yeah. Too. Uh, so like, I'm not going to fault him for that. Yeah. I don't know. I appreciate this franchise. It's just too loud for me. <laughs> I, I'm going to say, I, I don't appreciate this franchise nearly as much. And granted, I have been exposed to almost none of it. But to me, I mean, I think there's too much of a focus on like, the male friendship and the hey we're bros and we gotta stick together and yes women are present but i think at least in in the first one and i would imagine in the later films that they could be included more meaningfully because i mean but it also sounds are, like they're fridged and and they're and at a higher rate and too. also <laughs> and and the the ratio of men to women i think remains pretty unequal yeah. where it's still mostly men also sure. just that these movies seem to largely be about kind of like men proving that they're awesome and fast which like translates to who of us is the more manly the the faster you are the more macho you the you're the best fierce. man so and there's yeah. so many scenes where like men are like okay who's the faster who's the best man and i'm just like i right. don't care <laughs> 
Yeah, well, yeah. if you don't care I mean, about that, then these, these are just not going to be the movies for you. They're not for me. <laughs> I just think that, like, for a hyper-masculine franchise, I mean, I will, n- I, I'm sorry if I, I cannot make the argument that this is even remotely a feminist franchise. <laughs> uh, like, that argument is kind of off the table for me. But, like, in terms of, like, is it a net positive thing for the world? I think that there's, like, certain areas of it that could be argued as as a positive as far as an action franchise goes i mean well seriously though it's like if you have a gigantic action franchise would you rather it be core in male friendship and like has a hugely diverse cast or would you rather they make more like blade runner movies like i I just think like in this specific genre i feel like there's a lot of positive i think that's maybe why i give it so much credit because i do love action movies so then you you kind of have to narrow it down to action movies and then in that genre this is i think one of the greater ones do i want an equally diverse female action franchise hell yeah yes but i i do i but honestly though if it was really loud i still might not see it in <laughs> oh my god I'll you gotta get that checked out digital Listen, I, I know I know why. <laughs> it's, it's that diet nas you it's, were uh, Yeah, I am permanent brain, brain damage from my diet nas. But there's, I don't know. I think that there's definitely pros and cons. Sure. Yeah. I don't hate that it exists the way I hate that other franchises exist. And that's kind of all you can hope from someone, that you don't hate it exists. <laughs> right. Right. I don't know. I mean, it's, but I also, I'm like, you know, if we're going into like, uh, as, a, as a young boy, better or worse off for having seen a Fast and the Furious movie? I don't know. I don't think that they would have more respect for women. In fact, they may have less. I Yeah, uh, I mean, considering, I mean, like I said, there's so many shots of this movie are just like, look at these hot women who are, again, framed as literal trophies. Like, yeah. they are the prizes to be won. They're wearing next to nothing. You know, they're just so heavily objectified that I think, you know, the people seeing this are like, oh, women are prizes except for the one cool one who's my sister and the other cool one who's my (laughs) girlfriend. And they're only cool because they know how to drive good. Right. I feel like this movie does more net negative than positive. But I don't know. It was also from 2001. Yeah. (sighs) I don't know. Faye, where where are you? I mean, I guess we know where you fall generally. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think I'm. It's hard to like detract this movie from the rest of them. So I'm thinking franchise wide, like it's more of a net positive. I don't think a young boy would necessarily leave with more respect for women, but I don't think that the movie degrades women quite to the extent that Caitlin's saying, or maybe that you see in the first one, which I do upon like rewatch and note taking, mm. realize it's like a little bit more grim than. I had been remembering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think this, this at least speaking to this one, I don't yeah. think it does very well, except for some elements of Letty and like one element of Mia. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I also like fully understand that's not what people go to these movies for. Like it's yeah. not, it's not, I, I don't know. There's certain, I guess for me, like sometimes I would prefer a movie that is so clearly not, trying to like be a feminist movie than a movie that's like this is ones for the ladies and it's just fucking hollow and sending bad messages yeah because what's worse to me would be we're gonna remake fast and furious but with all women or something that to me is like more degrading being like oh women just want to see an identical film but just featuring women it's like no we can see movies with men in them just the women should have 
development and personalities and right. names and speak to each other. And women should get <laughs> yeah. their own original franchises. Yeah. Like, please stop doing all family reboots. Yeah. Please, please, please. I please, think please. so much of like what I'm conditioned to think is like, well, like it could be so much worse. Like, so <laughs> I, know. I think I came into it more like a little bit aggressively. Like, these are feminist films because <laughs> it could be so much worse. But obviously, like more dissecting it, it's like we could do better. We could for sure do better. Yeah. I just, I, I, yeah, and with like the all female reboot stuff, I just, when that was first happening, I didn't really think about it. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, yeah. this sounds fun. But then, kind of in retrospect now, it's just like, oh, okay. Well, that sort of sets the precedent that every, uh, every franchise needs to be beta tested with men <laughs> first to see if, like, you know, like right. it has to be so. And then every time that happens, uh, you know, the Redditors come out of the woodwork to just like ruin lives. So, yeah. I think just give women their own franchises. Especially because, like, a lot, I mean, Hire the ones that people them. aren't really talking about that much as being all female reboots, but, like, that movie The Hustle that came out was essentially a reboot of Dirty Rotten Scandals. The Hustle was not a good movie. Little was a reboot of, of Big, also not a good movie. What Men Want was a reboot of What Women Want, also not a good movie. They're, like, it's How just, like, yeah. right good original stories yeah. featuring women and don't try to like take movies that had been commercial successes and reboot them and it, with like, women because you're not doing a good job and Hollywood and it sabotages women and female leads in the end too because when those movies don't do well it's like oh well people don't want to see movies with women in them and <laughs> yeah. it's just like no we yeah. just don't want to see the same movie that we didn't like the first time like why would anyone want that yeah Sigh. So, do, 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 do. does this movie pass the Bechdel test? Apparently, it does. <laughs> I think it might. Okay, there are two Wild. instances where women interact at all in the entire movie. One is where Letty comes in to Toretto's and says to Mia, How you living, girl? Mia does not respond. <laughs> Second one is the one we've talked about uh, a few times already where Letty goes up to the two women who are hanging on Monica Dom, and Monica. which are <laughs> the seven different Monicas. Uh-huh. Uh, and she says, I smell skanks. Why don't you girls pack it up before I leave tread marks on your face? Wow, the one who had brave. been named Camille says, okay, and walks away. Love that she responds. She yeah. responds. And, and she I responds think... sort of just like... Okay. Good po- good point, honestly. You're but I mean, if you're going to pass the Bechdel test, it should be yeah, an, I don't think this a threat from one woman <laughs> to another. And using a sort of derogatory yeah. word that's almost always used to her. attack women. Uh, yes. Skank. Yes. It, wow. <laughs> wow. So we're all I'm in agreement. Truly, Feminist film. I'm truly like... They really, they really did it to us. Yes. <laughs> they really, those little sneaky, those sneaky little bastards, <laughs> they made it past the Bechdel test. That, yeah. I mean, okay. I take it all back, feminist text. Yeah, yeah. The, the fast and the feminist. It's been we were right. fast and the feminist. Let's rate the movie on our nipple scale. Zero to five nipples based Ooh. on its portrayal of women. Oh, okay. Mm. Two and I, a half. Really? Yeah, she's <laughs> two and a half. Okay. Right in the middle. Who are, you, who are you giving your nipples to? Do you have any defense of the point before Caitlin and I? You all know where I stand, you know? Right. It could be worse, and that's my that's my final thought. Right. Um, <laughs> summer, two, summer 2001, it could, it could be, be worse. worse. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to give 
two of my nipples to Michelle Rodriguez on her Instagram posts, and the the half to my cat Letty. Yes, who deserves a true, it? A true icon, yeah. an ally, an <laughs> an absolute ally. I say so. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm going to give this movie a half nipple <laughs> because even though there are two female characters who are significant characters in the story. They're really only framed as the love interests or girlfriends of the male characters who the movie is way more concerned about developing as individuals and as relationships, uh, the male friendship to each other. We see them not really get to participate as much as I would like. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's not until fairly late into the movie that we get to see them really doing anything at all that has any narrative impact. Um, I mean, like, one of the ways that, like, Brian and Vince, like, try to exert dominance over each other is, like, trying to claim ownership of Mia. Like, they're just, like Mia is, like, the object of affection, and everyone's just like, but she's mine! Right. Um, yeah. So there's just all these different things. Yes, it is good that we have uh, a more racially diverse cast than we are used to seeing in movies of this nature. Uh, but I just think that, I mean, between the underdeveloped female characters who we do get to know and then the rest of any woman who we see on screen is clearly just there as like hypersexualized, objectified set dressing just doesn't really do the gender any service. <laughs> so I'm going to go with a half nipple. Okay. And I'm going to give that half nipple to, I suppose... Michelle Rodriguez for advocating that women be more meaningful a more meaningful part of this story in the much much later movies of this franchise yes uh, I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do one I'm gonna give it a one I I do think that there are positive elements of this franchise in general uh, as it pertains to gender uh, especially this movie specifically not that much there is the way that women are framed the way the camera frames women in this movie is like super sexual and to the point where it's like funny which should never be the case right uh it's really weird uh the soundtrack sucks <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's too it's too loud uh, <laughs> it's too loud <laughs> it's, but yeah, I, I think that some elements of the male friendships, uh, the very racially diverse cast, and the fact that there is, at very least, a queer woman of color helming the token girl in the franchise. Um, Her character's hetero, though, as far as we yeah. can tell. So. But but in terms of like. I mean, I, I think that her like being openly queer and still being in a major franchise mm, is progress. Yeah. So basically only because of Michelle Rodriguez, because it seems like there has never been a woman behind the camera of a Fast and Furious production uh, based on the credits of, of, of yeah. this movie. But for the things that were given, I'm going to give it one nippy and give it kick it back to Michelle. Vroom, vroom, baby. Vroom. And that's the vroom on that. (laughs) Faye, thank you so much. Thank you. For being here. I I think I begged you to let me do this. (laughs) And I kind of got torn apart. I, but a lot times, yeah, sometimes, and I'm not gonna stop watching. Them well, here's the thing, no, that's what this podcast There's is all about. We, you're still allowed to love the things you Absolutely. love. Absolutely, I'm just, a firm believer. We just yeah. encourage people to to examine the things that they love critically. 
Oh, to close, actually, Faye, would you mind sharing the drinking game with us? Oh, okay, Just yeah. For so future I'll, watchers. I will name the, the a couple things I remember that are notable, and I want to give a shout out to my friend Zach Kornfeld, who helped develop this game with me. Wow. Um, so you drink anytime the rock is so, so sweaty and no one else is. Anytime Vin is wearing sleeves. Um, oh, wow. A gratuitous butt shot. Uh-huh. Um, especially in the the movie where they go to Brazil, they have the same B roll shot of the. There's like a big statue. Um, they show that about fifteen <laughs> times. So you're gonna want to drink every time they kind of oh, the whip G- around the Jesus that. statue. I think it's a woman. I think oh. maybe Mary or oh, I don't feminist. Okay, fem- it's incredibly feminist. Um, what are some other things? Anytime, like, sort of a henchman dies, a lot of people die, and it's it's sort of unrecognized. I would say in the first one, well, mm, I don't know if those deaths count. To your discretion, you may drink or you may not. <laughs> um, and anytime they just straight up defy physics. Um, as I said, <laughs> the, the stakes get higher and higher. There are train scenes, uh-huh. there, are, there are cliffs, there are airplanes, there are parachutes. You're going to get pretty drunk later on. (laughs) Um, And let me think if there's like a final one I can, you know, if anyone wants to DM me, I'll send them the PDF. But um, (laughs) yeah, please. Those are kind of the highlights. Oh, anytime you do think um, either Vin and The Rock or Vin and Brian are going to make out, but they don't. Okay. Right. Nice. They get really close, (laughs) like physically and emotionally i feel like there are some charged scenes that's beautiful um, yeah so uh happy drinking happy drinking <laughs> and uh where can we where can we find you on the world wide web um i am at Faye or love on everything and then the junior high space is at junior high la also on everything on Hollywood Boulevard. Yes, and physically we exist as a space on Hollywood Boulevard where the skanks hang out. So yes. come say hi. I mean, we're all out there. I'm always there on Hollywood Boulevard because yeah, yeah. I am personally a skank. Yeah, so yeah. Skanks welcome. Skank. Actually, we might make new shirts. All skanks welcome. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> accepted, and applauded. Uh, yes, and you and you make you design things. You've got stickers and 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 items that uh, you should. I know I didn't bring buy. you guys gifts this time. That's I got to make more serious. fast mirrors. Merch. I'm Jewish, so it's actually pronounced Uh Yeah, I have to make some more merch. I have to be careful with the merch I make because I do get called out a lot because I have a lot of problematic faves, mostly the Kardashians. But I think a Vin and Paul retrospective mug could be called for. Oh, sure. Yeah, since you just got to choose the moment. Yeah. That's all. I agree. But thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thanks for being here. Our stuff. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Although, do I ever go on that website? Hardly ever. Right. You know, not to brag, but um, <laughs> yeah, check us out online. Weird flex. <laughs> I know. Um, rate and review us on iTunes if you so choose. Uh, especially if you want to give us, you know, five nips. Oh, like start. Yes, on the yeah. on the plot. It took me a second. <laughs> it's been a long day. Yeah, and you can check out our Patreon, aka Matreon. $5 a month means that you get two extra episodes a month and access to our full back catalog, which is now approaching 50 extra episodes that you've never heard. So yes. uh, sign up. up and check out our Tee Public store with all our merch, tpublic.com slash thebechtelcast, which hopefully by the time this episode airs, I will have made the Fast and the Feminist uh, I mean, merch. Do I get a free one? Because of course you do. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, check out check out all our merch we've got. We've got it all. 
And until next time, friends, room, beep, 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 and break. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com iHeart. That's l e e s a dot slash iHeart.